Welcome to Take Up and Read, a bite-sized Bible study podcast on the Sunday Catholic Mass readings. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. This Sunday is the Feast of the Presentation of the Lord. This feast trumps the fourth Sunday of Ordinary Time, celebrated annually on February 2nd, 40 days after Christmas. Leviticus 12 calls for a 40-day purification period for a woman after the birth of a male child, with a ritual purification in the temple at its end. The Feast of the Presentation of the Lord has historically also been known as the Feast of the Purification of Mary. The Immaculate Blessed Virgin was obviously not in need of purification from sin, but the ritual was intended to reintroduce the woman to the liturgical life of Israel after the completion of her recovery from childbirth. The, promise of these, the purpose of these rituals was to highlight the sacredness of the discharged blood and human sexuality, not to imply any sin connected with the bearing of children. This feast also celebrates Jesus' dedication at the temple as Mary's firstborn. At Exodus 13, verse 1 in 11-13, the ritual of the redeeming the firstborn was set. Every firstborn of man among your sons you shall redeem. And when in time to come your son asks you, what does this mean? You shall say to him, By strength of hand the Lord brought us out of Egypt from the house of bondage. For when Pharaoh stubbornly refused to let us go, the Lord slew all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both the firstborn of man and the firstborn of cattle. Therefore I sacrifice to the Lord all the males that first opened the womb, but all the firstborn of my sons I redeem. See also Numbers 18, verses 15 through 16, where the price of redemption is set at five shekels and directed to the Levites in light of their priestly status after the golden calf incident. It is these two rituals that the Holy Family undergo in the Jerusalem temple in this Sunday's gospel. Our first reading is Malachi chapter 3, verses 1 through 4, from one of the final chapters of the Old Testament. Malachi wrote after the return of the Babylonian exiles preaching against the laziness and corruption that was once again seeping into the Levitical temple priesthood. The name Malachi means messenger, leading many to believe this is the pen name of an anonymous prophet. The prophet Ezekiel had seen a vision of the glory of the Lord departing the temple before Jerusalem's destruction at Ezekiel 10 verse 18. Recall that the temple's holy of holies had been the locus of God's special presence on earth since Solomon's dedication at 1 Kings chapter 8. For the Lord's presence to leave the temple was a deeply upsetting prospect. Malachi, however, foretells the Lord's return. And suddenly there will come to the temple the Lord whom you seek, a promise fulfilled in our gospel this Sunday with our Lord's dedication to the temple as an infant. Jesus will purify the sons of Levi by driving out the money changers from the temple and eventually establishing a new priesthood of his new universal covenant. Christ himself is the true high priest, a topic considered at length in the letter to the Hebrews, which we will sample in our second reading. Rather than be redeemed by an offering of the Levitical priests, Jesus is the Redeemer who ransoms all of mankind. The messenger to prepare the way is, according to Malachi 4 verse 5, to come in the spirit of Elijah. This messenger is fulfilled in the figure of John the Baptist, whose ministry of repentance gave way to Jesus' messianic mission, including a number of John's own followers who found themselves among Jesus' disciples. Jesus reveals that John is this messenger at Matthew 11, verses 13 through 14. Our psalm this Sunday is Psalm 24, attributed to David, with our selection thought to be a hymn sung as the Ark of the Covenant was carried in procession. This psalm may reflect the period before the construction of the temple, or else an early ritual where the Ark was temporarily removed from the Holy of Holies for a procession. 
By the late Second Temple period, however, during the lifetime of Jesus, such would have probably been unthinkable. As the ark was mounted with the Lord's mercy seat, it was considered the special locus of God's presence on earth. That was lost during the Babylonian exile, meaning that, in some sense, God did not dwell in the second Jerusalem temple, built after the exile, which stood until the Roman conquest in AD 70. The Feast of the Presentation celebrates the Lord's return to the temple in Jesus Christ, the incarnate Son of God. This Sunday's second reading is Hebrews chapter 2, verses 14 through 18 emphasizing Jesus' complete identification with humanity through his incarnation. Jesus and Mary demonstrate their obedience by fulfilling the law with respect to the purification and redemption rituals. The duo flesh and blood is an idiomatic expression for our fallen human nature. The devil is said to have the power of death because of his role in our first parents' fall from grace in the garden at Genesis chapter 3. Verse 16 implies that some thought Jesus to be an angel, thus the corrective, Surely he did not help angels, but rather the descendants of Abraham. Our Gospel this Sunday is Luke 2, verses 22 through 40, with the Holy Family in the temple for the aforementioned rituals. The temple figures prominently in Luke's Gospel, beginning here with Zechariah's vision regarding his son, John the Baptist, while performing his priestly duties, and ending with the disciples of Jesus praising God in the temple after his ascension. According to Leviticus 12, verse 8, quoted here by Luke, a poor family could offer two turtle doves or two young pigeons in lieu of the preferred but more expensive lamb. That the Holy Family offer the former and not the latter is an indication of their financial situation. St. Joseph was a humble craftsman, and it is traditionally thought that the gifts of the Magi were spent financing their flight to Egypt after Jesus' birth. Nonetheless, their devotion is evident in their fulfilling the law. Simeon's canticle, known as the Nunc Dimittis, is a concise summary of the messianic expectations contained in the Old Testament prophets. The Nunc Dimittis, Latin for now dismiss, is sung at the end of the church's night prayer in the Liturgy of the Hours. His testimony concludes with a prophecy of Jesus' future suffering as well as that of his mother, Mary. In the widowed prophetess Anna, we hear an echo of Isaiah 54 verses 4 through 5. The reproach of your widowhood you will remember no more. For your maker is your husband, the Lord of hosts is his name, and the Holy One of Israel is your Redeemer. Her Redeemer has arrived at last, foreshadowing the image of Jesus as the bridegroom found throughout the Gospels in the book of Revelation. The final verse of our passage, the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom and, and the favor of God was upon him, recalls similar words spoken of the priest and prophet Samuel at 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 26. Luke is making an allusion to Hannah's offering her son Samuel in the temple. See 1 Samuel chapter 1, verses 11-28. through 28. Just as Samuel became a great priestly leader in Israel, so will Jesus. Recall also the similarities between Mary's Magnificat song at Luke 2, verses 46-56, through 56, and Hannah's song of praise at giving birth to Samuel at 1 Samuel chapter 2, verses 1-7. through 7. One final note, Luke never describes the redemption ritual for the child Jesus. As Pope Benedict XVI said in his book Jesus of Nazareth, the Inf Infancy Narratives, Luke has nothing to say regarding the act of redemption prescribed by the law. In its place, we find the exact opposite. The child is handed over to God, and from now on belongs to him completely. That's all we have time for today. Let's conclude with a collect from this Sunday's Mass. Almighty ever-living God, we humbly implore your majesty that, just as your only begotten Son was presented on this day in the temple in the substance of our flesh, so by your grace we may be presented to you with minds made pure, 
Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening. To learn more and find resources, visit studycatholic.com. And please tell your friends about the show and leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast. Thanks again, and God bless.